Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben and this is the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Hey family, I hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. This is episode 10, the final episode of season 4 of the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. In this season, I've been flying, driving, eating, walking and talking my way around Australia. I've been going to the biggest and best barbecue festivals all over this wide brown land and have had some fascinating conversations with some of the biggest names in the game and some of the up-and-comers too. In this episode, I'm back on a plane and this time flying to Sydney and then driving out to the luscious Kangaroo Valley Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival. This one had been on my list for the last couple of years, but I'd never been able to get there, so I was super pumped to have been part of the team for the 2018 competition. Before we get started, I'd like to let you know that my new ebooks are now available on the website. There's the second edition of my well-loved 27 Lessons Learned from Competition Barbecue, and also the deliciously new Bacon Manifesto. The Bacon Manifesto includes everything you need to know about making bacon at home, and then some incredible recipes to give you an idea of what to do with it. I'd also like to invite you to join us at the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook. If you're looking for a barbecue group full of open-minded people who just love helping each other out, the Smoking Hot Confessions community is a great place to continue the conversation. Finally, however you listen to this episode, please subscribe, rate and review the show. It really helps me spread that barbecue love. So without further ado, grab yourself some sticky pork ribs and an adult beverage and join me as I fly, drive, eat, walk and talk my way around the 2018 Kangaroo Valley Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ben. I'm from Smoking Hot Confessions, and joining me on the microphone this afternoon, we got Matt from Smoking Coals Barbecue. Now, Matt is one of the competition is from one of the competition teams here today. He's down here in the in the corner over here. So after we've got to know him here on the microphone this afternoon, you can head on down that way and have a bit of a chat to him there. So, Matt, how's the festival been treating you, buddy? Uh, yeah, weather could be a little better, but otherwise, no, it's a great festival. Um, one we look forward to every year. So how many years have you been coming to the Kangaroo Valley Festival? Uh, since the beginning, uh, but only the second year that we've actually competed. The first year I just came down as a punter. I was just kicking around, checking out the festival itself. And um, yeah, then we started competing. So we were straight back in and um, one of the first ones signed up for, for both years. Oh, wow. So w- would it be fair to say that the Kangaroo Valley Barbecue Festival was what got you into competition barbecue? Tell us that story. Uh, yeah, definitely one of the one of the ones that we've looked at. Um, it's, a, it's just a great environment, great family-friendly event. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love all the different things they've got here for the kids to do. We've got jumping castles, face painting, pig racing. It's a real family vibe in such a beautiful location. So just getting back to what we were talking about before, your, your origin with barbecue. So what was the first barbecue that you ever started cooking on? Um, been cooking on charcoal for, I don't know, forever, as long as I can remember, probably 10, 15 years easily. Um, originally on the, the little Weber um, kettle, um, that sort of grew into an offset smoker, which sort of uh, fueled the fire, and, so to speak. And um, yeah, nice. we, we ended up competing. <laughs> Bad pun. So, so you ended up competing, yep? Yeah, yeah. So we, we stepped into competing at the beginning of last year. Um, we, we had a fairly good run last year. We were 
fairly good results, um, finishing in the top 20, which got us into the Australian Invitational, uh, which was two weeks ago, actually. Yeah, right, the Australian Invitational. That's the largest prize pool in competition barbecue in Australia to record. So that must have been a really fascinating uh, competition to be a part of. So give us a bit of a rundown. Like, how does one get into the Invitational? How does that competition run? Um, and what has been the outcome of participating in that for you? Uh, okay, so um, the, it was 35 of Australia's best um, barbecue teams. To get into it, you have to have won a Grand Championship or a Reserve Grand Championship or finished in the top 20 teams from the previous year. Uh, we were lucky to have qualified on uh, both. Wow, that's so cool. So um, we ended up with a, a fifth in lamb, sixth in pork, and uh, a sixth overall. So we are happy with that. Mate, that's so cool. That's fantastic. Now, one of the things that they are doing here at the festival this weekend is the SCA Challenge, the State Cook-Off Association. Now, I understand you, you're a bit of a gun at that, uh, at that competition. Give us a bit of a rundown. What is the SCA? How does it work? And what is the significance of winning that? Uh, so the State Cook-Off Association uh, is from uh, Texas. They have a, an annual um, world championship which requires uh, basically a, a win in a first place comp, uh, a first place win in, in anything um, to win your golden ticket, which will get you into the World Series, um, which was actually held in October this year in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. A golden ticket, mate. So does that make it fair to say that you're the Willy Wonka of Australian barbecue? <laughs> uh, I wish. Uh, we actually didn't qualify this year, so... <laughs> oh, it must have been last year. Yeah, I uh, hope, hope, hopefully uh, today will will go well and we'll walk away with a golden ticket and uh, we'll we'll be there for the 2019 world title. Now, speaking of the world title, that's in the United States. I understand that you've spent a bit of time recently over there. What were you doing over there? Uh, I went over to um, to compete in the the SCA and State Cook Off Association. Uh, they had a competition going in um, uh, in Lockhart, Texas, for the Hills Count Hills Country Cook Off. Um, so that was that was a bit of fun. There was uh, 70, 76 or 78 teams registered for the state cook-off. Oh, wow. Uh, managed to go over there um, and place 24th, uh, which I was happy with for, for a first-time stateside. Definitely, mate. To, to go over to Texas and teach them how to cook a steak, that's, uh, that's a fair achievement. So what sort of uh, technique and skill are you going to be bringing to the state cook-off here today? Uh <laughs> The, the cooker that we use is um, and by M Grills. It's a purpose-built State Cook-Off Association grill, the M16. Uh, that, that with uh, the B&B charcoal oak briquettes um, has, has always done us well. Right, so you're bringing a, a purpose-designed, purpose-built uh, barbecue from the States and you're using that, that traditional oak wood-based product from Texas. You're going to be... Uh, putting them to the stake today and then handing that into the judges and, and that's what's going to give you the edge. Hopefully give me the edge. <laughs> Mate, I, I'm sure it will. I have no doubt. Now, one quick thing before I, uh, before I do let you go. You have a very unique vehicle down there, down your end there. What is the story with we that? We do, we do. Uh, so the whole M-Grills range um, uh, named after military um, military vehicles and military application. From the little the little sea floor grill uh, looks like a little ammunitions box. Um, then we go up to the the M16, which is the steak cooker. The M1, which is our our little offset smoker and charcoal grill, which is named after the Abrams tank. Uh, they also have a uh, a B2 after the bomber. 
Um, so yeah, we thought we'd have a bit of fun this weekend and basically bring down all the the camouflage netting and um, uh, an ex military uh, Land Rover destroyer. So just how comfortable is that Land Rover then fully loading up and travelling across the country for barbecue competitions? <laughs> it did well, actually. It did well. There's a lot of room in the back of those things because it's a personnel carrier. So when it's loaded up with barbecue gear, um, it's ready to go to war. <laughs> I love it, mate. I love it. Look, I'm going to say thank you very much for your time. I'm going to let you go now because you've got to head back and uh, keep, keep preparing those uh, SCA hand-ins. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks for sharing your story with us all here today and I wish you the best of luck. No worries. Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Matt from Smoking Coals Barbecue. Thank you so much for listening. Do go over to him and, and go say hello. You can't miss him. He's got the giant, ca- well, maybe you could miss him. He's got the camouflaged four-wheel drive down there. Um, so you should be able to see it. <laughs> uh, but do go down and say hello. Um, coming up soon, there'll be another round of pig racing. And if my nose is not deceiving me, I've got a feeling we're going to see some more out of the barbecues galore tent down here for you to come along and have a bit of a look at and a taste at shortly taste of shortly. All right, thank you very much. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pitmaster Q&A session. Turn that way, don't turn to face the speaker. All right. Uh, My name is Ben, I'm from Smoking Hot Confessions and I run a barbecue podcast and one of the things I love to do is record these these Pitmaster Q&A sessions. So what I've done for you this afternoon, I've managed to corral three of the Pitmasters from the competition teams here and we're going to put some questions to them. Now, they're going to be your questions, so do come in nice and close so I can uh, hand you the mic. Anything you want to know these, uh, from these pitmasters about barbecue, they're here to help you out. So do come on down, come on down. Yep, that's it. Keep coming. Keep coming in. We've got uh, for you to talk to today, we've got Sinead from Original Sin. We've got Anthony from Dr. Q Barbecue. And we've got Ryan from the Sheen Shangri-La. So these are some of the hardest working people on the barbecue scene and they're also some of the most knowledgeable and they're also the most happy to share. So who out, just put your hand up if you've got a question. Otherwise, I'll start throwing them at them to, uh, to, to get them started. All right, so we're all a bit shy. That's okay. That happens. So I guess what I'm feeling from most people here is they're like, barbecue competition, okay. So what is competition barbecue? Is it a competition to see who can put the most number of sausages on the grill at the one time? No. So we might throw it over to our panel of experts over here. Uh, Who would like to tell us basically what are the basics of competition barbecue? So I'm actually originally from the Australasian Barbecue Alliance, so I normally run these events. Um, But uh, look, we look for things like taste, texture and appearance, judged out of a score of 10. and then it varies from cut to cut what you're looking for. So today we've got lamb, pork ribs, uh, beef and chicken. Um, and then, yeah, it's really looking for balanced flavours, not too smoky, not too sweet. Um, and just, you know, generally likeable barbecue. <laughs> there you go. So taste, texture and appearance. That's what the judges are looking for. That's what they've been trained to do. And that's how... the their, their meats are going, to be, uh, are going to be judged and compared against each other. So, Ryan, mate, what sort of work goes into the, the meats and the preparation before that food actually hits the judges? So, guys, what we do is we spend hundreds of hours practising at home because home cooks and competition cooks are completely different. 
We spend, on average, in between 6 to 18 hours cooking one particular type of protein. So cooking that time and time again to make sure that we can get the best result for those judges. Now that goes into conversations with your butcher, conversations with your meat supplier, if you're looking at injections and things like that at your local barbecue store, uh, having relationships with other people that you want to compete with, whether that be friends or family, uh, getting together as a community in a barbecue competition as well. So countless hours, a lot of effort and a lot of blood, sweat and tears at the end of the day for competition barbecue. Fascinating. All right. Any questions from the public yet? Put your hand up. Just let me know and I'll bring the mic over to you. Yep. So I've always uh, seared my steaks before I obviously cook them. Um, I've just heard about this reverse searing. Is that is is that the better way to go? Nice one. Um, so the reverse sear is essentially taking the uh, starting the steak out low and slow, taking up to an internal temperature of around 130 degrees, 128 degrees Fahrenheit, um, and then getting a ragingly hot. Uh, barbecue or skillet and then searing it off just at the last second uh, to add some colour to the outside. So you're basically cooking it through uh, to the level that you want it, you know, if it's medium rare for instance, and then just uh, adding the colour on the outside right at the end. Um, so yeah, all, all, all done with internal temp. As for whether it's actually better, it just depends on the state to be honest. Mm, yeah. Now that's an interesting point, saying that it does depend on the steak. So yeah, how important point. is the is the quality of the meat before you start? To an extent it's very important, um, but if you cook something well then you can always tend to get a good result unless you've got absolute trash. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, if you've got something that you're, if you're starting from a better starting point, um, then you're always going to end up with a better result than if you're starting from a lower starting point. Um, typically, you know, if you're looking at reverse searing or, you know, any other cut for low and slow, um, you know, the higher fat content tends to actually perform a lot better. I know we've got a big culture in Australia of lean meat all the time and that's what's in Coles and Woolies. Um, but really, for this style of cooking, you're really looking for yeah, higher marbled types of meat. So with that, with that higher fat content, it would be keto-friendly then, which is quite trendy at the moment. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> now, just, just to link back to what you said about supermarkets there, there's been a bit of a resurgence in the, in the scene at the moment of supporting your local butcher. So how important is it to source your meat from a butcher? And do you have any particular standout butchers that you'd recommend? Look, certainly for us... Um I guess our, our experience last year is really the indication of what it is to uh, to have a really solid butcher behind you. Um, we'd been running around for a while um, using meat from a variety of suppliers. We, we switched to using uh, uh, Campbell Superior Meats at, at West Pimble and that made an absolutely massive difference to our results. First time out, uh, second place, reserve grand champion. Um, Having a quality butcher who you get to know, you build a relationship where you can talk to. Um, we were talking about reverse sear before. Being able to sit there and say, you know, I need a steak of X thickness. Can you cut it for me? Um, can you source a particular brisket? Um, I certainly know that, you know, for us, Rhett from Campbell's, I've watched him go above and beyond to go and try and find particular briskets that we've been after or a particular brand. Um, and really it's that personal touch that makes a big difference um, and, and that 
for us as a team has, has made an absolutely massive difference to our results um, you know, over the last 18 months. I think one of the biggest things there as well is, you know, Coles and Woolies are trying to sort of step up their game with some of these things, but they're not quite hitting the mark that your local butcher does. And look, some butchers might not necessarily have an incredible range on display, but most will go out of their way to actually try and supply something or order something in if you if it's not there and you want something in particular. Um, I know my butcher, East Blacksland Butchery, um, you know, he goes out and gets whole animals for me and butchers them specifically for comps. So, you know, if you've got someone like that on your side or, you know, a butcher you can go to and then and ask them for a particular thing, they'll tend to go out of their way to try and find it for you. So... Just adding to that, a lot of butchers don't know the low and slow community. They don't know the low and slow American style cuts. Uh, I'm actually a, a butcher myself. I've been butchering for eight years. And brisket, which is a very common American style low and slow cut, years ago was sausage trim. You'd break that off a body of beef and you'd put it straight in the sausages. That now is a little bit sacrilegious considering how long we spend and trim and cook and season that piece of meat for. But as we've all said, the best thing you can do is go down to your local butcher and support small business and have that rapport with them. So they can either get something in for you or go above and beyond to see what they can do outside of their own little pool. So definitely support your, support your local butcher if possible and uh, check out the guys for some advice on where to get some top quality meat. Great point there, Ryan. Now, it can be a little bit intimidating for members of the public to walk into a butcher shop and try and tell the butcher, I want you to cut this this way and do that that way. As a butcher yourself, mate, what advice would you have for the for the public who want to start that conversation with their butcher about uh, prescribing how they want things cut? The, the best thing to do, essentially, is ask them if they know about low and slow. So there's a lot of great products, uh, programs and uh, sources available, whether or not them be a part of the ABA, which is the Australasian Barbecue Alliance, or if they're watching uh, shows on Netflix, if they've subscribed to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast, there's a lot of different things out there that you can do to show them without having to tell them what to do. A lot of butchers love meat, that's why they do the job, so any way that they can find to cook meat, a different method, different way, different style, and educate themselves is something that they would empower themselves with. So just ask them if they know about it, and if they don't, start that rapport. Going in can be a little bit confronting, especially because they're the tradesmen and you're not, but having that rapport and having the ability to talk to them and just asking the simple question is the best way to get in the foot in the door. So we've got a couple of butchers that we know. So we've got Scott from East Blacksland. We've got the guys at the Australian Meat Emporium. We've got Rhett from Campbell's. They all got into this the same way, and it's all about creating that community and starting that conversation with, have you heard about Low and Slow? Beautiful, mate. Thank you. <coughs> Sorry. So, so what is the uh, the finish? Obviously, um, steak that you chuck on a barbecue and sear both ways to cook, and then uh, what's the best steak thickness to obviously put in the barbecue, uh, put in the oven, and and uh, sear it that way. So, one thing about barbecue that you all need to understand is it's all completely your opinion. It's opinion based, and what I think is better may not be what you think is better. Now, there are standards and higher cuts of meat that we would generally go for, so a scotch fillet, like a thick cut, I normally would go for about three, two to two to three fingers thick, essentially, um, depending on how thick your fingers are, obviously. Uh, but you're looking for, again, it all depends on what you're after. If you're after something nice and quick, uh, a nice piece of rum steak will get you out of trouble. But if you want to go to that little bit extra trouble of having that perfect reverse sear, uh, things like your Wagyu score, let's say a, a six, seven, eight, or nine, depending on your on the, the amount of change you want to spend, 
uh, is going to be fantastic. That boneless uh, bone-in ribeye, so a tomahawk steak as well, are fantastic options. It all depends, again, on what you want to do and the amount of effort and time you want to put in to achieving that result. Now, it's... Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, we've got the Steak Cook-Off Association here as well this weekend, um, and they do uniform steak sizings as well, which sit around about a three-centimetre mark. So if that maybe gives you... (laughs) Yeah, I I think if anyone's going to know what to do, it's going to be the Steak Cook-Off Association, yeah. Did you see those steaks this morning when they were putting them out? Oh, so good. One thing I did want to touch on... Um, it's quite trendy at the moment. You watch these cooking shows. Everyone's got giant spice racks in their in their kitchen there, and they're layering things with twenty five different layers of spices. What sort of, uh, of of spice profiles do you like to go for, and uh, what what would you recommend? I think it, I think it really differs between home cooking and competition cooking, and it's important to make that distinction. Um, competition cooking is about turning out the thing that is least offensive to the most number of people. Um, so today, when we're, when we're cooking this evening, we will all probably try and avoid things that are super heavy on pepper, super heavy on chilli. Um, for me personally and the rest of my team, that's what we love. That's what we cook at home. Um, but we know that there will be judges tomorrow that don't like that. So what we turn in uh, will be quite distinct um, from what we do at home. Um, probably the other thing with that is really at home, it's just about keeping it simple. Um, very often, just pepper and salt. Um, if you're branching out into wanting to try some, um, you know, some commercial rubs, um, finding things that are, you know, quality rubs to start with. Um, we're partnered up with Oak Ridge Rubs, um, which come out of the US, and uh, we certainly find they're fantastic for both home cooking uh, and competition because they appeal to all palates. Um, and then that's a really important part of, of what we do. Yeah, I'm fa- fairly similar on that one. I probably wouldn't eat the things that I'm going to cook tonight at home. <laughs> um, but all the bases for my rubs are rubs that I do use at home as well, though. So it's kind of, with competition cooking, you're ramping up those flavours to, you know, generally people will only take one bite of your food, so it needs to be really quite in your face, flavour right there, right in front of you. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't use a similar base for your rubs as well. So all of my rubs are um, Lane's Barbecue and they tend to be good sort of balanced rubs um, and I sort of use them as a base for competition but then bring other elements in as well um, to, you know, give it that extra, extra bit. Alrighty, well we're about to start competing with the pig racing, so we'll wrap this up shortly. Last chance for any questions? Alright, I'm going to throw one in myself then. So, the three of you, you're all competing in the ABA uh, side of the competition tomorrow. What is the trophy that you most want to pick up and why? Lamb. Because my boyfriend just got 360 and I'd really like to beat him. (laughs) Just a little bit of family discord there, we love that. Lamb. <laughs> because we were killing lamb last year. Fantastic. High scores all year and we've had a rough year with it now. So uh, to be able to beat Sinead with 360 would be fantastic. And ours would probably be chicken because that's the most amount of uh, protein that we cook, whether it be at a competition or at home. It's the most consistent sort of protein that we do turn in. So, 
Well, thank you very much for your time and uh, thank you to the people who fielded questions. And just to remind you, we had Sinead from Original Sin. You'll find her in that corner up there. A couple of doors down from her, we've got Ryan from Sheen Shangri-La. And just over here in the corner with the pig on the spit, you've got Anthony from Dr. Q Barbecue. Do make your way around, say hello to them, ask them some questions. They're all lovely people, very approachable. They'll answer anything you want to know. Thank you very much for your time. I'm Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions and I'll talk to you again soon. Hey folks, it's Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here on day two at the Kangaroo Valley Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival. We've got blue skies, we've got the warm sun, it's a great day to be alive. With me right now I've got Trent, he's the Australian representative for the SCA and he's going to give us a bit of a chat about uh, about what the SCA is, how it works and how much fun it can be. Mate, how you been enjoying Kangaroo Valley? Oh, fantastic. Yesterday was a breeze, went really well. Um, you know, nice and relaxed, even though, even though there was a little bit of rain. Um, everyone had some fun. It was really good. Went well. Absolutely. I was surprised that uh, that there were so many people here despite the rain. I think that oh. just goes to show how much people love barbecue right now. It was packed. So, but no, really good, really good. And, uh, you know, competitors, they let their, uh, I suppose, creative juices flow with some of our ancillary ancillaries, uh, desserts and anything on a stick. We, we really saw some really good, good entries in and then, you know, to step it up for the main event, the steak, um, some cracking entries. We had a really clear winner there, seven points up, but, you know, taste, tenderness, doneness, um, appearance, all fantastic. So I had a, and we were given really good steaks too. I did see some of the uh, some of the handies, man. There was some cracking stuff going on. But let's just uh, rewind just a bit of a step. Can you fill us in on what the SCA is and how it came to Australia and how it works, all that sort of stuff? Rightio, SCA, State Cook-Off uh, Association. Brett Galloway and Ken Phillips started it where they wanted to, to have an actual competition and a process through just grilling steaks. So it's an opportunity to, I suppose, instead of long cooks with low and slow it's really you know hot and fast quick grilling steaks and then they've got ancillaries on top of that to, to have a bit more fun so you know something could be done in two or three hours rather than over a full weekend so it really opens it up to teams doing that so it started off down at at uh, Meatstock Melbourne they came down and, and ran the first one we had 50 competitors wow so I know I judged that one I I, that was the first one I judged, and uh, since then I've I've done a few others judging, and then then went to the states and did a few more, helping run, and then became Australia's rep. So we're slowly building up a few reps in Australia. So hopefully, it explodes. We do, I think we did nine comps last year or this year. Next year we're looking to do probably closer to twenty. So. That's so cool. I love the way that it dovetails so well into a weekend-long barbecue competition so that there's something for the teams to do on the first day while they're waiting for the for the longer comp to, to kick off. I love the fact that it just it's so adaptable. It's perfect. You can either have standalone comps or it just starts off. They come in, they have to set it, they have to bump in by, you know, 8, 10 o'clock in the morning on the Saturday. So they're sitting around bored. What are they going to do? Let's cook some steaks. It's fantastic. Love it. Now, aside from steak, what are some of the other categories? So we've got our normal normal categories, ancillaries with like burgers, hot dogs, tacos, but it's really starting to build in terms of anything on a stick, desserts, um, you know, there's appetisers. We're seeing, you know, there's going to be in February, March, I think they're going to have a Jaffa one down in, in uh, 
Adelaide. So, Jaffles, wow. Pretty can fixer. How Australian is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Wingham, they had, they even had oysters. Oh, know? wow. So, it's it's anything and everything. And it opens it up. That side, the ancillaries, it's a bit of fun. And they can just express themselves. Like, guys that cook barbecue, they're happy. It's, it is regimented. They do things to it to have the same profile and that over the time, whereas this, the variation we get is just phenomenal. And it's the creativity is, it blows your mind when you see those entries. I was about to say that, yeah, the, the creativity is astounding. So what was your favourite dessert hand-in that you saw yesterday? There was a number. I There was a brownie shaped as a uh, reindeer. That was interesting to see that. There was cherry pie, which was tasted really good. Um, but there was different kinds of brownies, but layered macarons on top. There was even stuff with coffee espresso martinis in there. So, oh, wow. <laughs> a brownie, la- oh, it was, I tasted that afterwards. It, it, was, it was pretty <laughs> big. But, um, but these guys are doing, you know, anything on a stick, range from pork belly to shrimp, prawns to uh, it's just phenomenal everything. Mate I love it and I love what you're doing for it in Australia so thanks very much for your time. I'm going to let you get back to helping out Fast Lane Barbecue here and I'll see you around the traps. So easy, thank you very much So the teams have been cooking steaks they've been cooking anything on a stick that was literally the name of the category, anything on a stick and the dessert category now I did sneak like a little mouse into the judges tent and I got to have a bit of a spy on uh, on, on some of the creations the desserts and whatnot and it was so creative it was so impressive and I'm really excited to find out but Trent is our man from SCA he's going to give us a bit of a word up uh, v- very briefly about the SCA and the significance of the competition because this competition is really important here this weekend Radio. Welcome to all our competitors once again and spectators. But uh, just to give you the heads up, uh, first of all, I started with a couple of ancillaries, anything on a stick. There are no rules. I just had to turn in six portions on a stick of anything they cooked. And then there was desserts and then followed by steak. Now, steak. Competitors had to cook two. Scotch fillet steaks turn in one, medium rare. It was tasted. It was judged for appearance. Doneness, which they had to cook to warm pink centre, medium. Then they had to, it was done on uh, tenderness, taste and overall impression. So the winner of uh, steak goes to, uh, they get a grand, but also they get a a golden ticket to compete at Fort Worth in the World Championships. So it's already got a couple of guys here that have already uh, won one. So they've qualified for this year. So anyway, we'll continue on. So there you are, folks. There's a lot on the line. The golden ticket, $1,000 towards a trip to the States to compete at the World Cook-Offs in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay, we're going to be starting out with uh, anything on a stick. We're going to be calling the awards for anything on a stick. We're going to start with uh, fifth. And so we're looking for purple tickets. Anything on a stick, purple ticket. Fifth place, are you ticket number four? Purple ticket, what did I say? Pink ticket, sorry, purple ticket. Purple ticket number four, anything on a stick. Excellent, fourth place, purple ticket number 17, number 17, fourth place. Fourth place, anything on a stick. 
Oh, it's Big Shane, Low and Lazy Barbecue. Come on down, my friend. Little Shane, sorry, sorry, Little Shane. He's, he's rolling, Shane. Third place, third place. So this is the first payout uh, level. So winning $200 and a nice little trophy here in third place. Anything on a stick? We're looking for ticket number 13. Ticket number 13. Got some very happy winners down the back there. Come on down. Pork belly, guys. Pork belly on a stick. There you go. Third place. Second place. Oh, quick, quick photo. Okay, second place. Anything on a stick? Can we have for $300 and a trophy? Oh, you forgot your money. You forgot your money. There you have it, folks. Proof right there. No one does competition barbecue for the money. <laughs> Literally walked off and left it behind. <laughs> okay, so anything on a stick? Second place we're looking for. Ticket number 10. Ticket number 10. Robin Grubb, come on through. From South Australia, travelled a long way here. So what did you guys do for second place? Uh, barbecue chicken pizza on a stick. A barbecue chicken pizza on a stick. That is fantastic. Step back here for a photo. Beautiful. Now, first place, anything on a stick. Purple ticket, 500 bucks. 500 bucks and a trophy. We are looking for ticket number... 15, one, five, 15. Scotch and smoke. Come on through, Nick. Come on. So tell us, guys, what did you do? Devon. Devon. Devon on a stick. Oh, the novelty check. Love it. Love it. Okay. Now, after anything on a stick, we're moving on to desserts. Now we're looking at green tickets. We're looking at green tickets now. Desserts, fifth place. Fifth place, we're looking for 14. Ticket number 14. Come on up. Fifth place, dessert. Is this thing on? Knock, knock. Hello? Ticket 14. Ticket 14. Moving on. Fourth place. You missed your chance. Missed your shot at glory. Fourth place. Looking for green ticket number two. Ticket number two. Winner, winner. Oh, they're back again. Robin Grubb. Come on down. All the way from South Australia, ladies and gentlemen. All for the love of barbecue. What did you do? Uh, we did a, a brownie that looked like a reindeer. Ah, the reindeer brownies. I did see them. Very cute. Very nice. Okay, third place. Coming in with 200 bucks and a trophy. Can we have, please, ticket number 11. Hey, smoking coals barbecue. What did you do for your dessert, mate? Uh, it was a triple chocolate cheesecake with a smoked um, black cherry reduction on top. Wow. That sounds amazing. All right, well done. Oh, sorry. Second place now. Second place, $300 and a trophy. Can we have, please, ticket number... 15, green ticket, 15. Andrew, Wizards of Q, come on down. What did you do for your dessert, mate? Um, an Akasha sticky date pudding. Lovely. Okay, first place in the dessert category for $500 and a trophy. Can we please have green ticket number... 18! Green ticket 18. 
Matt from Shire Smokers. Come on through, brother. I have to admit something. I didn't actually make it, and uh, we had a friend come in and make this today. She's going to be really happy to hear about this, so I can't take the accolades she for this surprised. at all. She gets surprised. She gets surprised. So I'll accept this on, on behalf of Daisy, who's a local girl around here. Got to appreciate that honesty, mate. Well done. Well done. It was a brownie with buttercream and Bailey's cream and all sorts of sweet goodness. Macarons. Yeah, it was uh, macarons. It was good. Basically, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Sarah. Apparently the lady's name was Sarah Lee. Okay. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. The steak. Okay, we're going to start at 10. Now, this is the big category for the spectators that are here. The winner of this today, just to repeat, wins $1,000 and a golden ticket entry to go compete at the World's Championships in Fort Worth. So this is a really big deal. This is what they're all here for. So, going to start with some call-ups. Nice. Dead-ass last. Here we go. Rightio. While I was in the States uh, in May... Going around, I got a, a stubby holders from uh, Button Bones, which won the points championship not this year but last year. So I've had six. So I've just put them in for dead ass last. So please do take this in the spirit that's intended. <laughs> so dead ass last ticket number thirteen, red, red thirteen. Come get your stubby holder. Come on. All right, let's keep rolling. So. So as I call your ticket number, please do come up. You do need to uh, record your name down here. So 10th place for stake. Can we have red ticket number four? Here we go. Come on down. Well done, Smoke Machine Barbecue Team. In ninth place, can we please have ticket number 21? So this is Team BBQ. Well done, BBQ. Okay, eighth place, can we have ticket number five, please? Ticket number five, red ticket five. Here he comes, Lucas. Seventh place. Can we have ticket number 19, please? Red ticket 19. And the award for happiest call-out goes to... Texas Barbecue. All right. Sixth place. We're going to sixth place now. Can we have red ticket 18 for sixth place? Come on up. Roland Shane. Still, still, oh. still beating Lucas. Oh, Shane just beat Lucas. I'm guessing someone's walking home. <laughs> he drove himself anyway. The plan was already in place. Fifth place. We're in the top five now. Getting down to the pointy end. Top five. For fifth place, can we have red ticket number nine? There we are. Oak barbecue. Very nice. Oaks. Sorry. Oaks barbecue. Fourth place. Now we're going to get into the cash. For 200 bucks, can we have ticket number two? Ticket number two, red ticket number two. Scotch and Smoke for their second appearance. I should actually double check, you are competing as Scotch and Smoke this weekend? Okay, good. Third place, 300 bucks and a trophy. 300 bucks and a trophy. Can we have red ticket number 11, please? Ticket number 11. There we go. Andrew, Wizards of Q, well done, mate. Adam, sorry, I did that twice, didn't I? Just got to wait a second while he puts all these trophies to the side so we can come get a photo for this trophy. All right, second place, 500 bucks and a trophy. Can we have red ticket number 17, please? 17. Blue Dog Barbecue. Come on through. We're just double-checking these novelty checks before we give them out. Okay. Now, first place for $1,000 and the golden ticket. Can we have... Red ticket number 
Six! Melbourne Barbecue Cartel just won their golden ticket to the United States plus $1,000 towards expenses to compete at the World Championships at Fort Worth, Texas. And busted a plugger in his excitement. Just waiting on the ink to dry on the check. Mate, how are you feeling right now? Yeah, I'm pumped to go back to Fort Worth. I think he means very pumped. Very, very pumped. <laughs> Saturdays are for the boys. Yeah! Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the SCA scores. Uh, just before Ben goes. Hey, folks. Ben for Smoke and Hot Confessions here. I've got Jeff and Dan from the Melbourne Barbecue Cartel. They've just picked up first place at the State Cook-Off Association here at Kangaroo Valley Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival. Fellas, how's that feel? Yeah, couldn't be happier. It's unreal. Yeah, yeah really good. Good to come catch up with the guys and have fun with SEA and, yeah, good to get a result. So what sort of work goes into producing the uh, the, the, the champion-winning trophy? Uh, steak. Oh, cook and eat a lot of steak, I suppose. But, it's a good excuse. Good Bunch of tins. Good practice. Yeah, plenty, plenty of beers. Um, yeah, practice. Practice yeah. makes perfect. Yeah, yeah we, we learn a lot. Um, going over to the SCA World Championships just gone so um, yeah big shout out to Jimmy Parsons at Smoking Trucker for giving us the chop out there and looking after us and um, yeah um, yeah it's obviously paid off so yeah well worth it so were you competing there or just learning and spectating no well, we, we competed last in the, we won Creekside last year and won our ticket over there so we went over and did the, the world champs and uh, yeah learnt, learnt a lot so this is two for two then Sort of. Sort of, yeah, not quite, but sort of. It's a second win, but yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. done a few other comps in between, but yeah. yeah. We'll just go with two for two. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So what can you tell me about how you did it? What what did you cook it on? The biggest the PK. biggest game changer, yeah, for us is changing to the PK grills. Yeah. Hazy Peaks in Tassie, the guys over there have looked after us, sponsored us. Um, you know, the PKs are what's killing it in the States, and, yeah, it's what we've started using now, and it's, yeah, been big for us straight away. So, yeah. Really happy with that. Great. So now, how long until you do go to the states for this uh, World Championships? Uh, it was it was a, oh, right, a month ago. Yeah, month so ago. October so next year. Eleven months, really. Yeah, until we get hopefully get back. So loads there. of time to practice. Yep. Plenty of time to practice. Yeah. yeah and there's there's still the Aussie points chase to have a crack at now. So yeah, yeah. that's it. Looking forward to seeing what you do over the next couple of months. Yep. Congratulations. Well done. And uh, ho- hope you have lots of opportunities to get that practice in. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks man. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers. This is Grant from The Smoking Joint, and I listen to Smoking Hot Confessions. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It's day two at Kangaroo Valley, and it is a ripper. Now, we're just wandering around doing some interviews with different pit masters, and I found my good friend Linda, who usually cooks with Pitt's Perfect Barbecue, but she's turned up with fire and brimstone this weekend. So we're going to find out what's happening here. So, Linda, how are you? I'm good, Ben. How are you? I am wonderful. I always love coming to these festivals. Good fun. I got a burning question though, yep. if you'll pardon the pun. <laughs> Where's Pits Perfect and why are you here with Fire and Brimstone? Uh, Pits Perfect, we were never going to be in this competition, so I was lucky enough I work now at Fire and Brimstone Restaurant in Castle Hill. So me and Brad are here representing the restaurant and hoping to get a couple of call ups is the plan, but we'll see how it goes. So. Oh, delicious. So that's yeah. a low and slow barbecue restaurant? It is, yep, yep, in the Hillside Hotel at Castle Hill. We've been open about 10 months, I think. and. Um, Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday we, we do barbecue from scratch. We're up early in the morning cooking, so we do all the usual barbecue meats, so yeah. Wow, so it's traditional wood-fired yep. barbecue. Yeah, we've got a big offset in the restaurant and we're in six or seven o'clock in the morning getting it going, cook all day and then serve dinner. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I fun. love that. Yeah. So 
what is your favourite hand in for this weekend? Um, I always like brisket. I've been going really good in brisket lately, so now I've said that, I've probably jinxed myself. But um, so I always look forward to that, and it's always the last hand. It usually is, so um, it's good to get that over and done with, and then just relax after that. So, I was going to ask, yeah. is it the favourite because that's when it's all over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a massive relief when you get them all in on time, and we're so far we're happy with our hand in. So hopefully the next two we're happy with as well, and that's all we can do. See if the judges like it. So love it. So yeah. what what tips would you have for the public today if they want to cook a brisket at home? Give it time and give it love. I mean, you've got to really love it. You don't go cooking for 12 hours unless it's something you love to do. And a couple of beers always helps the process as well. So, ah. <laughs> Well, it is the Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival, yeah. so we did have to give that a good plug as well. Look, thanks for your time. I realise that you are pressed because we are between hand-ins right yeah. now. Yeah. But I appreciate it and best of luck. No worries. Thanks, man. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here, day two of the Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival here in Kangaroo Valley. Having a beautiful day, I'm having a great time, and I've caught up with my good friend Sam from Texas Barbecue. Mate, how are you enjoying the weekend? Uh, we're having a great time, you know, the, the they've got the weather on for us, uh, you know, we've got lots of turn-ins going on, and uh, we're, having, we're, we're having fun, you know. Lots, lots of beer, lots of barbecue, lots of great people. Absolutely. Now, what do you think of the pig racing over here behind us? Oh, pigs are awesome. I've got a couple of raffle tickets in for the next one. You know, who, who doesn't love pigs running around, you know? Oh, yeah, great times. They are very cute. They are very cute. Now, I understand you have a little bit of a funny story about something that happened today. Uh, yeah, uh, just, just before for the, uh, as it turned out, pork ribs turn in, we... Uh, we had lamb ready to go, so all our lamb was getting set up, and uh, the boys from Low and Lazy pointed out that it was actually pork ribs turn in, uh, and you know we had to you know chop and change pretty quickly, about six minutes, and we got pork ribs in the box, and they made it in on time. They were pretty good. They were pretty good. I'm so glad to hear that you actually made the hand in. That's so good. Yeah, we're just waiting for the pork ribs call and then we'll just know how to do it next time. Just don't think about it. Just do it. Yeah, for sure. So of the four different categories that you're handing in today, which is your best category and the one that you're most looking forward to? Uh, it, it's it's a real random call. We want lamb to score. Lamb, lamb is the one we haven't ever got a, a top three call for. That's the one we want. Uh, we do good. No, they're all pretty good. The other weekend we got first beef ribs so we're doing beef ribs again for beef uh, we're happy with it all we're happy with anything we got a call in SCA for steak so we're pretty stoked with that so it's been a good weekend for you already it's already been a good weekend so whatever happens from now is good you know all right last question before I let you go for the uh, general public here watching today what's a good piece of advice you've got for cooking lamb low and slow uh, give yourself the time so don't don't try and cook everything in six hours don't try and cook in four hours just cook it till it's done you know make it till it's ready till it pulls we, we were pulling our bones straight out no no pressure you know the bones just fall out and that's when you know it's perfect so there you have it when the bones slide right out that's when you know it's done so i'm ben this is sam and we're at the kangaroo craft beer and barbecue festival Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It's day two at Kangaroo Valley Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival, and it's a great day out. Blue skies, sunshine, we got bands, we got pig racing, craft beer, did I mention craft beer? And of course, loads and loads of barbecue. But I found something really interesting that I want to talk about, and Kieran is the man to tell me. So we got Kieran from Flaming Coals here. Mate, how's the festival been to you? Oh, it's been fantastic. The crowd have been really receptive to the information we've been passing along as we go. Everyone's been very interested in the new unit, so it's uh, been fun to talk about it. A bit hard when we're trying to do hand-ins, but that's all part of it. 
And have you been cooking on the new unit uh, this weekend? Yes, we have. We've done the whole ABA on this unit. Uh, that includes the chicken, the lamb, the pork ribs, and the brisket that we ended up doing for beef. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. Yep. So the, the, the entire comp was done on this one unit? Absolutely, yep. So explain it to me, man. Introduce it to me. It's a yep. brand new sure. model. So it's a, what you call a gravity feed smoker. The whole idea behind it is that you load charcoal in here. You light it from underneath, uh, get it nice and hot, close it up. On the side here, we've got a section for putting your cherry wood or apple wood, whatever you decide to use. As the charcoal burns, the ashes fall into the cherry wood and smolders it through the, the whole unit. Uh, we've got plenty of real estate on these as well. As you can see, we've got a water pan that we can use at the same time. Uh, just runs like a, like a dream, absolute dream. And I, and I take it that it's insulated too? Absolutely. Uh, we've got a 10 mil firebox here. So uh, if, even if you touch the outside, it's warm to touch, but not too hot to uh, stand too long. So great. Yeah, that's, that's great. And so yep. how long have these been on the market now? Uh, I think we introduced them about uh, three, four weeks ago. Uh, we've been working on prototypes for a long time, but this is one that's finally good to go. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful, mate. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some more of these on the circuit. For sure. So you've you've done your last hand in now. Yep. Which has been your favourite? I think the beef box, uh, mainly because we did three different cuts. Uh, we managed to do pulled beef cheeks, um, some beef ribs, and as well as uh, brisket burn ends. Oh, wow. Very nice. It was heavy. <laughs> well, mate, I'll have my fingers crossed for you at Thanks, the uh, at the call-outs later on this afternoon, and Pleasure. best of luck with it. Thanks, man. Hey folks, Ben for Spoken Hot Confessions here. Day two at Kangaroo Valley's Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival. It's a great day out, blue sky, sunshine, loads of uh, delicious food and cold drinks. And with me right now, I've got Andrew from Loaded Barbecue Low and Slow. He's just done his last hand in. He's just handed in the final thing for the competition. So we're going to see how he's running. Mate, how's the weekend been treating you? Oh, been fantastic so far, mate. The weather's been great. We had a little bit of rain yesterday, but um, beautiful weather today. Um, couldn't ask for a better day. It has been a ripper. Now, whereabouts are you based? Um, I'm actually from Green Valley in Liverpool. Okay, we're, um, I actually teach at Granville College. So I'm a TAFE teacher, I teach butchering and small goods manufacturing. I'm a TAFE teacher too, how about that? Really, very good, what a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> very good, so me and the boys, well, they've hidden around the back corner there now, so um, um, yeah, we all come down, have a good weekend and uh, do a bit of cooking and love it, mate, yeah. Fantastic, so how many comps is this for you this year? This is probably only our fourth one this year. We don't do too many comps because we're pretty busy. Um, we do it more for fun than anything else. Um, don't get me wrong, we don't come here to lose. <laughs> but we come down and have a really good time. We try our best and um, make a really good weekend of it. Yeah, fantastic. So give me a bit of a rundown of the different cookers that you've been using this weekend. Okay, so um, we use the Webbers. We have the pit barrel cookers that we use as well. Um, we also have a, I suppose it's called a fake wave, which is a um, just the drum, which is made by one of our other team members. He made this from scratch himself. And we also use the Green Mountain Grill. Okay, so we keep that there as well. So we use a multiple variety of different equipment. Okay, uh, yeah. Fantastic. Now, do you find that a particular meat um, suits a particular style of cooker differently? Oh, most definitely. So the ribs cook best in the pit barrels, um, brisket in the larger um, UDS, okay? Chicken, love cooking the chicken in the Green Mountain Grill. 
Yeah, very, very good. That's fascinating, mate. So of those four then, which is your pick that you think is going to be your strongest hand in? Oh, jeez, I'm going to jinx myself here, aren't I? Um, uh, I really like the chicken today, so I was happy with the chicken, but we'll see how we go. Well, mate, I'll cross my fingers for you and hope you get that call up for chicken. Thanks, mate. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Hey, folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. Winding down day two of the uh, beautiful, delicious Kangaroo Valley Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival. I've managed to spot quite easily the most recognisable smoker here this weekend. It's Bright Fire Engine Red. You can't miss it. And it belongs to Stu from Smoke Machine Barbecue. So we're going to have a bit of a chat with him about where he's come from, how he's ended up at this competition, and we're going to find out some more about this delicious Fire Engine Red smoker. Stu, how's the weekend been for you, mate? Yeah, it's been long. We um, drove down from Brisbane on Thursday. So we're the first team here, made it here for dinner, and um, yeah, it's been good. This is our uh, third year, so one of the original teams, and it just keeps getting better and better every year. So you're one of the OGs, mate, that's yeah. fantastic. Now, yeah. where did you say that you drove down from? From Brisbane. So we uh, hit the road at 3 on Thursday morning and made it here, I think, by 6, 6.30. Time for one of Pete's Palmer's and a beer, and then we uh, got to bed pretty early. We were pretty knackered, so uh, tried to be fresh for the comp. Mate, that's nuts. I'm from the Gold Coast and I flew down. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we've got a long drive tomorrow. Bloody long drive. Yeah, I reckon so, mate. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm wrapping things up here, jumping in the car, driving back to the airport. Yeah, yeah, I think you've, uh, you've got the right deal there. Now, you've got quite easily the most recognisable smoker here this weekend. Give me a bit of a, a, bit of a run-through of what it is. Yeah, well, I used to cook um, for my first two years on a little Pro-Q20. That was quite a uh, jigsaw puzzle to stack all the meat in to be able to... Uh, do all the categories, and then I decided to upgrade to this. Um, so made by um, the guys down in Picton. Um, so Metal Monkey Engineering is just about to stop making them. Um, pretty heavy unit, pretty hard to move around, but once she heats up, she'll be um, she'll be warm till Wednesday. She <laughs> stays hot. So weighs about oh, just over 200 kilos. The door's 40 kilos. So um, wow, good unit. Yeah, it's thick and it's solid, and I think it'll last me a lifetime. So it's very well insulated then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can feel that door's been open for an hour now, and you can still feel the heat coming out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you do all your hand-ins in here? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So um, no, we don't. Uh, we sort of hand in in a way that we move meat up and down if we need a hot attempt for chicken or something like that we'll put it down the bottom but this thing's so stable that generally we have sort of tailored our cooking to match a steady temp all the way through. I have a vertical offset myself and I've, yeah. I've done much the same thing. I've catered my recipes, yeah. um, modified my, my cooking techniques so everything all gets done at the same temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's how we do it. So, so what kind of fuel do you like to run through it? Uh, we use Firebrand. Um, find it's a lot hotter and burns a lot longer than the other stuff. So, yeah, it costs a bit more, but you end up carrying a whole lot less to comp. So, you know, we've had this going since um, probably midday on Friday. Just turn it off now. And we've only gone through three quarters of a box. So. Wow, so it's yeah. really fuel efficient. Yeah, really fuel efficient. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right, so before we wrap this up, what do you reckon is going to be your strongest hand in? Oh, look, that's a good question. We always do pretty well in beef ribs. Um, the smoking jokers uh, always like to dispute why we beat them at uh, Kilcoy last year. So it's nice to rub it into those boys. I'm disappointed they're not here this week. I was going to mention that to them. But uh, I think beef ribs would be pretty good at. Um, and we're starting to do all right in pork ribs as well. So we had an equal fifth at Bundy this year. That was a PB. So I think between those two, we'll do all right. Um, chicken and lamb. 
Nah, well, if we get on the board, we'll just be happy, I think. Fantastic, mate. Yeah. Well, I got my fingers crossed for you, and uh, thank you for taking the time right. to have a chat. Thanks, mate. Cheers. See ya. Festival. So, Matt, welcome to uh, to the announcement stage, and thank you for joining me for this uh, for this conversation. Thank you. No worries. How have you enjoyed the the Kangaroo Valley Festival? I always love this festival. It's great. I can't, this is my third time down here since it first started. Right. So you're one of the OG teams. You just keep coming back again and again, mate. It's great. I mean, look at look at the, look at the Kangaroo Valley. You're at the back of a pub. What could you ask for more? Craft beer everywhere. It's fantastic. Craft beer, barbecue, pig racing. As soon as I found that out, I was like, I'm in. I, yeah. I got to be there. Oh, it's so good. And there's some there's some shady deals going on between the teams and the and the uh, craft beer vendors as well. So ah, some of the kegs are accidentally rolling out the back of the caravans uh, down to the d- down to the team sites. If only. If only. <laughs> but in smaller format, yeah. Well, if one of them accidentally happens to roll down to the announcement tent. I'll find a good home for it, I promise. I think we can sort you out, Benny. <laughs> so, mate, tell us how you got into barbecue. Um, my wife is uh, from Canada. She's from Montreal. Uh, initially, when I first got into um, barbecue, I was trying to make Montreal smoked meat, which is much like a New York uh, pastrami on rye. So, and I also loved ribs. So, anyway, I, st- I bought a Kamado Joe, similar, a smaller size than this one, and just started to work it out. But I just got stuck on ribs and lamb and all these barbecue cuts that we do now. I eventually got around to doing the pastrami, but that's where it came from, yeah. That's much the same as myself, mate. My, my wife's from America, and so I, I had that influence as well. So I think we've got sort of parallel stories there. Yeah. So when did you start getting into competition barbecue? Because I, I find that there's a line between cooking in the backyard and cooking here at a competition. So what, what, when did that happen, and what was it that, that, that pushed you across that? Um, I've always been pretty competitive. I played rugby uh, in, a, in a number of countries, travelling around the world and in a state. And... I don't know, after coming back from overseas, a lot of my friends had sort of moved on and because I was away for quite a while. There was something that was sort of starting. It was a bit of a genesis going on and a friend of mine, Ken, was like, oh, I'm starting a team and uh, guys like Kurt from Fast Lane Barbecue were all just starting to tick along with it. So we, we all, uh, we've all been like picking up tips off each other and trying to learn stuff. Now there's like a broad amount of information online now and it's now I'm loving seeing new teams coming in and I'm seeing tips and I'm like wow like, I haven't thought of that either you know so I just love I, I love with the competitions I love the sharing of ideas and techniques and all that sort of stuff I just love that kind of thing so yeah yeah, I completely understand what you're talking about. I always find that um, when I'm competing, one of the things I love to see is that if someone runs out of something, the guy next door will just give it to them. And you don't see that in other competitive sports. You never see a professional tennis player break their racket and then their opponent goes and gets them one of their own and, gives, and says, here, I play with that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, I mean, and I'm notorious for that, forgetting something, like, <laughs> notorious, I'm horrible, I'm hopeless, here's one guy here, uh, have you got a bit of this, have you got a bit of that, you know, mind you, I've got a bit of his stuff as well, but yeah, especially competing by yourself, and these guys over here, yeah, and, and, and Sammy, and Stu, and Greg, I bought spirits of a few, All right, so there's about- gave me coffee this morning. So there's yeah, about six different oil. teams all, all putting their hands up now saying that they've led you something this Yeah, weekend. it's actually more than six teams. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> now, you actually organised the uh, the little side comp, the whole uh, the whole Devon side comp. Explain uh, where that came from and how that works. Okay, um, I compete by myself. So, Shy Smokers is pretty much just myself. So, at uh, Wollongong uh, in 2017, we had a Chef's Choice category. And I've always loved having a laugh and having a good time, you know. So I ended up handing in smoked Devon sandwiches in a club sandwich style slices and Devon bird ends. And it was very mixed results. <laughs> but all, but out of that, a lot of people were like, that is the funniest thing I've seen. We should have a competition. And it's just a joke that's gone way, way, way too far. I disagree, mate. I, I, I wouldn't say it's gone too far because you've actually been raising money for charities. So tell us a bit about some of the hand-ins that, that you saw last night and how much money you raised for uh, for charity. Uh, we made a couple hundred bucks last night. Usually we charge 10 bucks a head to chuck in. So um, this festival here goes back into community efforts here. Um, we've helped out Q for a cause before. Um, just something that just to put back in as well because we always take so much out when, you know, like, no one's ever put on an event before. There's like a lot of effort that goes into it. Like it's that's a year-long planning thing, you know. And we just rock up on the Friday and then we're going by the Sunday and take the fruit from it, you know. So I don't know uh, uh, that side of things. I just sort of love because so often we kind of all we ki- we catch each other for a couple of minutes, but that's a good chance where we can all go, all right, meet up. That's good luck and actually be together. So I really like that. Mate, that's beautiful. So tell me about your cook this weekend. What's been your favourite thing? What did you struggle with? Um, uh, struggle with my, I struggled with my brisket a bit. Um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy with what I ended up putting in. With the, uh, um, like yesterday, yesterday my steak wasn't great at all. Um, but today's cook, under the circumstances, has been pretty good. Um, it's been fairly drizzly this morning, so that extra moisture in the air I feel kind of contributes to cooking a bit faster. Interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like when it's a bit misty and there's a bit more moisture in the air that it um, almost like almost like steams as well. So um, should have counteract that and backed off the heat a little bit maybe. Um, but all, all in all, you know, I managed to put some stuff together. I mean, not not my. I think I think the thing with like competition barbecue is you always go. I know how good I can cook that at home. I know how good I've done that before. But I was very happy with my lamb box today. Very happy. I'm happy to hear that, man. I, I do love a good bit of lamb. So tell me, um, how far, like, um, to what degree has, has barbecue changed your life? I've just got a completely different set of friends now, you know. Like, I've got friends all over the country now. Like, from rugby, I always had that as well. So being able to couple that with barbecue love as well, it's it's been really good, you know. Um, come down here, like, we've got buddies coming down from Queensland and all over the shop, you know, who make the trip specially back here. And... It's the vibe of this comp that's, um, you know, it's very laid back. You know, the teams who come, come back. And I think that's a good sign of a good comp, you know. So, um, And you've actually opened a barbecue school now too, haven't you? Yeah, well, I've been doing that for a couple of years now. I've been a year and a bit now. I'm, on, I'm doing some demonstrations at the Australian Meat Emporium in Alexandria, which is a massive meat warehouse. Um, uh, do some private classes occasionally when the need r- arises just around my local area. I like to keep everything very close to home there and then 
I use that as a bit of a fundraiser. I don't go out actively looking for sponsors and stuff. I, I, I do these classes and hope that people come along for the ride. I had one of the guys from my class come and cook with me this weekend, you know. Hopefully he might go off and start a team or he might want to hang around me if I... You know, if he doesn't get sick of the side of me. Yeah, love it, mate. Yeah. Love it. So for the punters uh, that are here today, if they would like to get into contact with you and find out about some barbecue classes, how would they go about doing that? Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at, at Shire Smokers Barbecue, BBQ. Beautiful, mate. Look, thanks very much for your time, and no I wish you best of luck for the award ceremony coming up very soon. Cheers, mate. Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's the pointy end of the weekend. Before we get started, I just want to ask you a question. Have you had a good time? Can we have it a bit louder? Have you had a good time? Fantastic. All right. Now, before we do start, I do want to give a big shout out to uh, to Sam and the crew from the uh, from the Friendly Inn here for putting on this marvellous event for us to enjoy this weekend. It has been a stellar event and by all reports it's been running for three years and every year is just topping it better and better and better every year. So uh, mad props to Sam and his crew for that and I'd personally like to say a big thank you to him for, for bringing me down to be part of this. I've always wanted to get here and this year I've been able to be part of it so thank you very much for having me. Alright, shall we get on with it? Okay, just a quick reminder, competitors, please do come a little bit closer. I can see some of you way down the back. I realise that you have worked hard for these call-ups, but we don't really want to have a seven-minute walk-up. So please do come down. I realise you want to savour the moment, but uh, let's see if we can uh, get on with it. So let's start with chicken, the chicken hand-in, often one of the hardest ones to do. I'm going to start calling out from fifth place, and from third place you can come up and, and collect your prizes. So coming in fifth place, chicken at 2018 Kangaroo Valley Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival, we have Tex Us Barbecue. You are going to have to get out of your chair. Stand up, wave your hands. Yes, all right. Fourth place, Dr. Q. Well done, team. Okay, third place, so coming up here. Can we have, please, third place, chicken... BBQ. Come on down. $200 prize and a very cool little trophy. <laughs> All right. In and out. Love it. Coming in second place, chicken. $300 and a trophy. Can we please have low and lazy barbecue? <laughs> yeah, it is in the name, low and lazy, isn't it? So, yeah. Okay, first place chicken with $500 and a trophy and a novelty check. They all want the novelty checks. All right. Can we have Big Bark Hunter? All righty, moving along to pork ribs now. Delicious, sweet, sticky pork ribs coming in fifth place. We have LSH Barbecue, fifth place. Very well done. Fourth place. Low and Lazy Barbecue. It's okay, fellas, this time you can stay down there. All right. Grillers in the Mist, third place, 200 bucks and a nice trophy. The daughter just grabbed the cash straight away. Love it. Okay, second place, 300 bucks cash and a trophy. Can we have Smoking Coals? That's second place pork ribs. 
All right, first place pork ribs. 500 bucks cash and a trophy. Fast Lane Barbecue. Well done, Kurt. Good job, mate. Novelty check. Gotta love those novelty checks. Okay, coming up next, we got lamb. The Aussiest barbecue category there is. Coming in fifth place, big congratulations to Oaks Barbecue. Coming in fourth place, we got Loaded Barbecue. Third place, taking a walk. Can we have Robin the Fat? That's 300 bucks cash and a nice trophy. Sorry, 200 bucks cash and a nice trophy. We got the cameraman on the camera. Love it. Very meta. Okay, coming in second place, Lamb. This one's $300. Apologies for the mistake before. And a trophy, Smoking Coals. Jogging it in, I like that. Okay, first place, Lamb, with the big 500 bucks and a novelty check and a trophy. Can we please have LSH Barbecue? All right, congratulations, LSH Barbecue, first place lamb. Coming up in beef, fifth place, we have a tie. So, equal fifth place, we have Shire Smokers and Low and Lazy Barbecue. Fourth place, we have Mueller's Barbecue. Well done, congratulations. Coming in third place, 200 bucks cash and a trophy. Can we please have Fire and Brimstone? Ah, Linda. She's the new shark pitmaster. Available for hire. All right, coming in second place for $300 and a nice little trophy here. Can we please have Original Sin Barbecue? Come on down, Sinead and team. I believe this is Sinead's first time captaining her own team, so it's great to get a call out on your first, uh, on your first run. Well done. All right, fantastic. First place, 500 bucks, novelty check, trophy, Smoking Coals. First place beef, Smoking Coals. Well done, gentlemen. All right, beautiful. Now the pointy end. We're counting down to grand champion. I'm going to call out from 10, and we're going to get the top two come up for RGC and GC. All right. So, coming in 10th place, well done. Big congratulations to Gorillas in the Mist. Ninth place, Rollin' Smoke. Eighth place, BBQ. Seventh, Original Sin Barbecue. Sixth, Fast Lane Barbecue. Fifth place, Dr. Q. Fourth, Rubbin' the Fat. And third, Low and Lazy. Now, RGC, here we go, for $1,000 cash, big novelty check, and a medium-sized trophy. Can we please have LSH Barbecue? Well done, lads, well done. All righty, here comes the big one, grand champion. <clears throat> These people have been cooking for two days straight. They're putting their love, their heart, their energy into their food, taking home two and a half grand first prize cash. The trophy 
and the big novelty check. Can we please have Smoker Coles Barbecue? Well done, fellas. Well done. So there you have it. There is the 2018 Kangaroo Valley Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival. Grand champion, Smoke and Coles Barbecue. Well done, fellas. Great way to end the year. Thank you very much for coming. My name is Ben. This has been an ABA competition. Thanks very much to Sam and the crew for putting it on all on for us and letting us play for the weekend. Thank you very much. Have a safe trip home. Hey folks, Ben for Smoking Hot Confessions here. We're on the wind down from uh, Kangaroo Valley Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival and I've got the RGC winners here with me. We've got Rob and Josh from LSH Barbecue. Fellas, how are you feeling right now? Oh, amazing to be honest, top of the world. Just still don't believe it to be honest. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much our first call out all year. <laughs> Done five comps this year, we've been always just under the 10, never really got call outs and then we said all year we were working up and practicing to get to this comp and then we we're really going to try and do something this comp and it worked, so. <laughs> wow, so what'd you do differently this time? Um, kind of didn't hold back to be honest with you, it went full on with flavours. Um, uh, the lamb for instance, I did multiple cuts and every, everything, we just sort of amped everything up and just didn't hold back at all and just, it paid out, so yeah, done well, yeah. Obviously well done mate, so yeah. what are your plans for the rest of the evening? Uh, we're just deciding whether we're going to camp up or go home and find a pub. We're not sure yet, but <laughs> it's all a bit of a shock still, still. So yeah, we're not sure. Fair enough. And yeah. so, how does this uh, how does this RGC set you up for 2019? Um, well, we know what to cook there because this worked. Um, but yeah, we're not going to hold out. We're, we're looking at maybe six or eight comps next year, and really going to try and push a bit further along the ladder and try and climb up that leaderboard next year. So yeah. We will hook now. That's that's got us. So yeah. Beautiful, mate. I'm looking forward to seeing how you go next year. Thank you for your time, and I'll let you go celebrate. No worries. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Have a good one. Hey folks, it's Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. The competition's just wrapped up. You can hear the parties kicking off in the background there. But before we go, I've got Matt from Smoking Coles Barbecue. His team has absolutely blitzed it this weekend, and he's just taken out the grand champion. Mate, how are you feeling right now? Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. We've been chasing this for a long time, so, yeah, it feels unreal. Now, you didn't just win grand champion. You won, like, a like a trophy in almost every category. Break it down for us. Uh... Uh, first in beef, second in lamb, second in pork ribs, and the grand champion. And so you got two two big novelty checks, which has got to feel good. Yeah, yeah. The novelty. Uh, who cares about the actual cash? It's all about the novelty checks, right? It is all about the novelty checks. Yeah. So, mate, what a great way to, to end the 2018 season. How does this line you up for 2019? Uh, well, it's it's our invite into the invitational for next year, at least. So at least we can tick that one off the the bucket list for next year. We're already in. So, yeah. Beautiful, mate. Well, congratulations and uh, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks. And that's a wrap. The 2018 Kangaroo Valley Craft Beer and Barbecue Festival. Massive congrats go out to LSH Barbecue for their RGC and, of course, Smoking Coles Barbecue for their grand champion prize. Before I let you go, I want to remind you about the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook and if you have a minute, it'd really help me out if you could subscribe, rate and review the show. The ratings and reviews trigger the algorithms and make Apple distribute the podcast further and wider, so they are really important and very much appreciated. Today's supporter shout-out goes to Motorman1980, who writes, Great podcast, really easy to listen to, and Ben gets some great guests. Motorman1980, thank you very much, and you have made my day. And that's the end of Season 4. 
But don't worry, I got lots planned for 2019. Till next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions.